Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. This episode of Getting Magnetic is brought to you by Transistor.fm. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you ever felt like you wanted to start your own podcast? We use Transistor.fm to publish each episode of Getting Magnetic, and they help us distribute it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. They also give us stats on our most popular episodes. We can see how many downloads and listens per episode. It's the best and easiest way to manage your podcast. I absolutely love it because I can just log into our account. I can see what episodes do people like? What kind of topics do people like? It gives you what you track grows, right? It gives you analytics into how do I grow and build my podcast. And our listeners can get 15% off your first year when you sign up at transistor.fm slash magnetic. Again, that's transistor.fm slash magnetic for 15% off your first year. We will drop that link in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. And here we are, sitting on the ground in the Getting Magnetic studio. Cam's little baby monitor, she's napping right now, is like two feet in front of us just in case she wakes up so we can see and one of us might have to abruptly leave the episode. But we were talking about what, you know, episode ideas and different things. And you guys have probably heard this quote, but we brought it up and we're like, oh my gosh, let's just do an, let's do an episode on that because it is so good. And it's the man in the arena quote. First of all, hey, Sand. Hi. I love doing this together. I know. It feels so good. I feel good for the first time in a while. Like my energy is like, oh, it's here. It's here. So I think this is going to be a really good episode. Yeah. As we see Cam moving a little bit. Yeah, you got this, Cam. Just right back to sleep. Um, Okay. Man in the arena quote. Just one of the best quotes ever. And I think it's going to be applicable to a lot of you listeners out there. And I'm just going to read it off and Sandy and I are just going to talk through like what our feelings on it, basically. And it goes like this. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. What comes up for you for that? I love this quote, and it's always brought up for me, like, I've always compared it to, like, work. Now hearing it too, it makes me think of motherhood and how judgmental I was of mothers before and how I didn't have a damn clue how I was. I I didn't even think about it that way, but totally. But I want to talk through like both, but um, 
that quote, like what it makes me think of, we have a lot of network marketing professionals that listen to this and maybe you're an entrepreneur and maybe you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you're not a network marketing professional, but I will say there are times that a lot of judgment is casted on us for the profession that we're in. People don't think it's legit. Like people have told me like, oh, you don't really own a business. Like uh, actually, yes, I do. You don't get it. Like you try and do what I do and let's see how well you do it. Right. And so this quote, what it brings up for me is kind of like, you never really know what anyone else is like going through until you're like, doing it yourself. There's no words that can describe what it's like to be the man in the arena unless you're the man in the arena. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it just came to me is our favorite movie ever, The Greatest Showman. Mm. There's, you know, it's about P.T. Barnum and the start of the circus and how it came to life. Like, wow, what a vision that man must have had. Like, imagine thinking about a circus before it was a thing and being like, I'm going to bring this thing to life. It was wild. But anyways, there was this one highly touted critic who was always on his case, who was always like, you know, this is a circus show. It's an act. It's fake. This isn't real. This isn't real theater, real whatever. And P.T. Barnum, the main character played by Hugh Jackman, would, you know, his just overall stance was always like, just basically, you aren't in the arena. Your opinion doesn't matter. What you think of me doesn't make me happy, doesn't pay my bills, doesn't give me any validation. And he goes, whatever my show is, whether it's fake, real, a circus, real theater, anything, it puts smiles on people's faces and it puts joy in their heart. And like, that's what matters to me. So I think it just made me think of that. Like, and I think too, it's a reflection for all of us. Like, where are we judgmental? Where are we not in the arena, arena passing judgment? And it's almost like, it sets the tone where, okay, I'm no longer moving forward going to pass judgment or judge anyone unless I am in the arena alongside them doing the work. Otherwise, like live and let live. Good for you. Like go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also brings up for me just kind of the thought of you, when you're in the arena looking out, sometimes you're so consumed by what you're dealing with in the arena that you can't zoom out and remove yourself from like what it's like from anyone else's perspective. So it goes both ways too. Mm -hmm. It's not just like judging the man in the arena. It's also if you are the one in the arena and maybe you're feeling criticism or you're feeling heat from others, it's like how much of that is kind of like made up versus like how much of it is, you know, like a perception or like assumption of, oh, these people are judging me or this is what they must think or like assuming, which I, you know, I do all the time. I'm really working on that. They say, you know, if you spell the word assume, A-S-S-U-M-E, assuming makes an ass of you and me, right? So we should never assume because when you assume something, like let's say someone doesn't respond to your text and you're like, you know what? The last text message, you didn't respond. Like this friendship's over. And they're like, uh, my phone actually died and I didn't see this message. And then you're like, shit, I assumed that they were ignoring me. Like we should never assume, right? Like that was just a scenario, but like a made up one, but assuming doesn't get us anywhere healthy either. So I think it goes both ways. And like talking about the network marketing example, I have felt so much judgment and perceived negativity from people that aren't in our profession about what we do just assumptions of people being like, oh, well, it must be nice to just like be able to post on Instagram and like make a living off of that. I'm like, you don't have a damn clue about what we do. Like (laughs) that is not at all what we do. Like the behind the scenes, the unsexy things, the 
the mundane things that we've had to master, the mindset work, the personal development, the continued growth journey that we're on to make ourselves better so that you know we can fill our cups and fill our souls and be the leaders that we need to be to be able to dump that upon thousands of people that look to us as leaders. Like There's so much stuff done behind the scenes that people don't understand. And so with any example, maybe it's in your relationship, maybe it's at your workplace, maybe it's whatever journey it might be, Like you don't know what other people are going through and other people don't know what you're going through. And so I think what it kind of comes down to is like communication. Mm-hmm. Communication is key. Like even though you could have a full-blown conversation and someone could explain to you in detail what it's like to, you know, be that man in the arena, you will never fully understand it until you've stepped into that identity. I think too, like one of the objectives in life is to put yourself into an arena, even just one arena or continually put yourself into arenas. Like, and I think becoming a man or woman in the arena means like stepping outside of the norm, doing something that most people aren't doing, whether you're the first person to go to college in your family, or you start the network marketing business, or you become an entrepreneur, or you, you, you have an idea and you want to chase it, or you quit your job to travel the world. Like anything you do abnormal, you're kind of putting yourself in the arena. And I give you a lot of credit for that. So if you've, let's say, started a business or started a network marketing business, I give you so much credit for that because you're stepping outside of the norm. You are, to an extent, releasing, okay, I'm not afraid to do this. I'm not af- I am not. I am afraid to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to step outside the norm and I'm going to work through the fears of what will people think of me or how am I going to do this? Now, you've put yourself in the arena, which is great. And then once you're there, just thinking like sports analogy, how do you become the best version of you in that arena? Like who thrives in the arena? And it's, you know, the concept of the blood, sweat, and tears, right? It's the people who show up and go to practice every day. It's the people who stay late, show up early. It's the people who are committed. Because it's, it's kind of easy to just show up and ride the bench, right? Like for anyone who's played sports, it's, it's kind of easy just to make the team ride the bench. You don't have to work that hard. But the people who are in the arena are the ones really putting that sweat equity in. And so there's there's stepping into the arena and then there's taking it to the next level and thriving within the arena. But credit goes to anyone who's in the arena. And I think how I think about this is I want to, one, put myself in arenas. And I want to, two, if I'm not in an arena, I have no ability to cast judgment. I just need to observe and say, carry on, keep going. Awesome. I want to bring up the motherhood example. Um, This is something that I'm still digesting all of this, but I've realized in the past, today's Cameron is eight weeks old. So in the past eight weeks of being a mother, I've realized that I was always very judgmental towards mothers. I don't like to think of myself as a judgmental person. That doesn't feel good to say out loud, but I realized like I didn't get it. I wasn't in the arena. So I'd be like, God, like, why are moms complaining all the time about their husbands? And like, oh, I can never get anything done. I don't have any time. I'm like, you're home all day. Like, you have time. Like, do it when your kids are napping. Like, I'm embarrassed to even say this stuff out loud, but that's like how I felt. And my sister is my best friend. I love her to death. Tanya, she's so supportive. She's probably going to listen to this. So this is my public apology to you, Tanya. <laughs> um, I realize 
I didn't think I was being judgmental. I thought I was being helpful to my sister by making suggestions like, why don't you hire help? Why don't you this? Why don't you that? Like I had a solution to every Work single one. Work on your one mindset. Of, yeah. I had like a solution to every single one of her, I don't know if I should call it complaints. but Sounds like, like someone I know. <laughs> what? Me to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's not fair because you're not in my arena. You'll never be up in the middle of the night breastfeeding. Right, You'll never right. be, you know, like you won't do those things. So it's just not fair. But yeah, Tanya, if you're listening to this, I I want to say I'm sorry for the past five years of you being a mom for me just kind of like brushing over it and not understanding and just suggesting like, well, you should listen to this meditation or you should read this book or you should hire help or you should come up with, you know, a structure and a schedule. Um, you should sleep train. You should this. You should. You, you, you should, should, should. I was shooting all over you. And that's just not fair. I wasn't in the arena. I didn't know. And now, eight weeks in, hindsight 2020, I'm still very, very new in this, I guess, identity of being a mother. But I realize like, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. We have achieved massive things in our professional and personal life and like things that most people will maybe never do in their lifetime. Um, Whereas a lot of people become parents. And I have to say, becoming a parent is the most beautiful, amazing thing ever. I'm so grateful for it. And it's also way harder than any of our professional or personal accomplishments Mm -hmm. ever. I'm a sleep queen. I love my sleep. I'm like a nine hour a night professional (laughs) sleeper. (laughs) And so I think uh, one of the hardest parts is the sleep deprivation. And it doesn't matter how many naps you take. Like it's just not the same when you're not getting to sleep through the night. And so Ton, I'm sorry for judging you um, on motherhood and not having a damn clue. And I think overall, like for all of you listeners, um, I want you to identify like what arena are you not in that you are maybe casting judgment on someone else? What what are you what are you watching? Who are you watching from afar and being like, God, they should do this, or if only they did this, or they're doing this all wrong? Like, where can you? step back and recognize like I'm not in that arena and I don't know and maybe like apologize or open up a conversation have communication around like gosh what must it be like how can I help you how can I support you stuff like that also flip the coin like who do you maybe need to talk to about this you could send in this episode and just open up that dialogue and be like hey like you know I I want to understand like the arenas you're in and where you're coming from. But I also feel compelled to explain to you like the arena that I've been in and how I feel like maybe there's a disconnect and you don't understand where I'm at. I think ultimately any problem we have in life comes down to communicating it through, right? I think so many like wars or divorces or conflict comes from lack of communication. So I hope this kind of plants a seed within you to reflect on like what role am I playing and maybe not understanding arenas other people are in and how can I be more understanding and loving and gracious and nurturing? And also like how can I voice, like stand up for myself and voice my concerns about um, the arenas I'm in that maybe people don't understand. So I hope that this kind of like brought up some thought-provoking ideas and Now that you've heard us have this dialogue, I want to read the quote again and see what it brings up for you. So really listen to these words. Really maybe close your eyes if you're not driving and hear what I'm saying as I read this. It is not the critic who counts, 
not the man who points out the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end of the triumph triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. That is really, really powerful. And it's kind of like a thought that comes up for me in that is like, it's like that quote of like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like you may not achieve X, Y, Z, but you're going to die trying. And I think there's something really honorable about trying, even though we don't like using the word trying, right? There's no such thing as trying, but like getting in the arena, getting in there. So yeah, that's kind of what I have to say about all that. Yeah. I think that's that's our message for today. Evaluate what what arenas am I in and what arenas do I want to be in? Or where am I casting judgment where I'm not even in the arena? And I just echo everything about parenthood that you said too. It's like, yeah, you don't have a morning routine? You're crazy. I'm like, no, I got I have a kid. I don't have a morning routine. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, my morning routine is so different. I know. When people were like, I don't have time for Miracle Morning. I'm like, wake up at 4 a.m. and stop being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, we salute you guys in the arena and grateful for you guys listening. If you enjoyed this episode, would you share it? Would you rate it, review, subscribe? That is what keeps this show going. Thank you guys. Till next time. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.